Welcome to your sophomore year at the Tragedy Academy, where you are the teacher and we are the students. Together, we learn from past tragedy to lay the foundation for a better humanity. The only supplies you'll need an open mind and a sense of humor. So, tilt that chair back, talk out of turn, and never raise your hand. Because this is the Tragedy Academy and Class in Session. And I'm Pure Scott. Tragedy Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. My name is Jay, and today I am here with Demi Ramos. How you doing, Demi? I'm okay. It's, what's today? Wednesday. Fuck. You don't even know what day of the week it is. I love that. Dude, I just work for the weekends. I don't even, remember in in middle school, it was like, oh, Monday through Friday. There's no Monday. It's just every day, you know, try to get you done. Yeah, not the creator's life. Not That's that's for sure, because you have to work around everybody else's free time. If you Absolutely. want to share yeah. what you do. Everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. People don't ever think about that, that creators that are doing music and, and stuff like that, they have to utilize both times to one time to create it. And the second time to dance around in front of you and do it. It's, yeah, it's right. double, it's <laughs> double duty, man. <laughs> so, so how's the new music? How's the new music? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, well, I don't even, I don't know where to start. What do you want to know? I don't know where to well, start. Well, I looked through and you had, uh, you had a couple of songs like Brooklyn Love, London Boy oh and stuff God. like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I look, I do Did my homework. I have to become know? a stalker. Yes. Oh, that's so bad. It was like on some um, back, listen. like wannabe SoundCloud site that probably picked it up somewhere along the lines. It was Band like a camp. super small. Yeah, I think so. It's Bandcamp. So I posted that up. So the thing with me and music, I've been playing in band since I was 12 years old. Um, the band I currently play with to this day, we had made, uh, you know, we're playing in New York City underground uh, type of scene shit. And then eventually we're playing Mercury Lounge or Webster Hall and shit like that. We made this cool demo with our friends and we put it up on Bandcamp. So that's what you heard. That was a few years ago. Um, but in terms of right now, I, I still play with them, you know, my band for life. But I have a solo Yeah, I saw on your Instagram, you got a lot, of, a lot of live gigs, a lot of cool shows and videos and stuff yeah, you've done there. I can't believe you found that. Oh my God, I just take that down. Well, I'll tell you why. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why. Brooklyn Love stuck out to me for one reason. Oh, no. And it probably, you probably, I don't even know if you know who this band is. You might know who it is because you love music. Um, The Smiths. Yeah. What? Really? Wow. When I heard Brooklyn Love, I felt like I could hear some of that angsty shit in the background and the same kind of vibe, which I love. I love The Smiths. And I felt like I could hear that deep in there. It was kind of cool. Are you a fan of the Smiths? Um, I'm not a mega fan. Like I couldn't name any albums right now, but there are definitely a few songs that I liked. Um, that's definitely that's the first time I've gotten that though. <laughs> uh, that's that's just kind of what it what I'm it pulled out for like, me. Oh no! If people can find that, that's so. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I, I thought I was keeping like in tune with what you're saying. Nineteen. Nineteen is. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, mm-hmm. In order to be the artist that you are. And the artist that you're, you want to be, you have to have done the shit at 19, the garbage, mm-hmm. all those things. And I can tell you right now, people want to find that. If they're oh, a fan cool. of yours, if they like the music you're putting out, they want to see the constructive way that you put it together, the mistakes, the mistakes. Because there's no such fucking no, thing. you're right, though. I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, I, I talked about it the other day when we were talking about videos that make people laugh. The ones that make people laugh are outtakes like bloopers bloopers or when people don't know they're being filmed because that's when they're being the most real we always watch those videos we always laugh at them so when you're trying to learn your music and learn your craft you're probably ready to kick your guitar across the room and and things like that keep those videos those are hard (laughs) so funny you say that people i have a few people coming up to me recently like oh i found this video of you and it's like Oh God! Like, uh, we had okay. we had um, Sarah Donna on the other day. She's uh, it's a Miss Michigan, and she was oh, talking no about the awkward phase, right? Mm-hmm. And that everybody should go through. And and that was she said, you know, nobody, please go find my photos from that time frame. <laughs> and but you know, at the, the same time, again, I I say that it uh, makes you who you are. I don't think I ever, I think I've always been awkward. I think, I don't know if I've ever had an awkward stage and left it. I think I might still be in that. Do you you consider yourself to be an awkward person? No, not awkward. I just, I'm a little, I'm a little quirky, I think, you know? What's, what's your quirks? What are, what are Demi's quirks? Oh no. So wait a minute, I have a question. Do I have to pronounce it all weird like Demi? 
or mm-hmm. is it Demi? You know, because Demi Moore, she wants you to make like a weird sound at the end of it. And it's whatever you want. Right on. Okay. I just want to you know, be you respectful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, but my quirks, I don't know. I'm like a little bit of a hippie, I guess. You know, I'm not really into, I think most girls might, or even girls that work in fashion, they're super into, you know, the who's who, you know, just, I guess, um, I don't know. I don't really know how to spread it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm quirky, but you'd have to get all those from, uh, from my wife. Speaking of Elon Musk, you totally have an astronaut t-shirt on. Oh, you like my shirt, dude? I found a new brand. Look at this. Yeah. For anyone who's wondering, we were talking about Elon Musk, uh, prior to the show. Starting. Yeah, right. Just bringing up stuff. <laughs> we should like, get Elon Musk on our podcast, dude. We totally should. I I want to pick his brain. That's dream, dude. Right, because he's got such a, a such a huge understanding for what mm-hmm. reality is. Yeah. Um, and I think there's so many minds that have this. Like he's not right about everything. He's right about his viewpoint mm-hmm. because he can you know be right about what he sees. You he's can right only about be... dating Grimes, honestly. <laughs> about what? <laughs> He's right about dating Grimes. <laughs> I forget that you're 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 pop. All all things pop for you guys. Who did you have on oh, last? On um, Pop Dust? Because I'm um, not that dude. You're not the you're not the, you're not into pop music at all. Well, no, I I'm music. I have a weird love affair with music. I lyrics have always been something that I didn't really get to see as, or hear as much as a kid or see the writing or read the writing because I lived in a poor area. So you don't get like CDs and tapes and stuff like that with the lyrics inside. You just listen to what's on pop radio. So I do um, regularly listen to all of the global and viral lists that are out to find new music. Cause a, I don't want to phase myself out and B they're creators. And I like artists. I don't like genres. I don't even like, I don't even like artists really, but for the simple individual pieces of art they make, because those tell a story, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, I hear music, uh, tones, things like that. I hear the pain and things like that, but not the lyrics. I've never did, but I could tell you if a song was good or not, but based on that alone. That's insane. I never really thought, I never really thought about what it is about music that I like so much. Um, What does it invoke? I mean, where do you feel it? When you're, not when you're singing in front of people, Mm -hmm. not when you're singing with your friends, when you're alone and -hmm. you're really, I mean, where you're making your throat hurt. I know, because I love to sing. When you're Mm -hmm. making your throat hurt, where do you feel it? Besides your throat. You know, I have the, well, I have this theory that I think people, people's love of sound comes from actually the, the womb. Um, my dad is known to like blast music and like hip hop music. So I have this theory. I love bass. I love the sound of a bass um, in anything coming from like, you know, like a upright bass to like an 808 sample. Like a just I'm a huge like, funk I love guy. That funk and jazz. Bass. Yeah, so I think maybe, you know, my dad to say he loves to blast music. I think that is maybe the sound I heard inside my mom. That's kind of like how it translated to that buzzing sound. And he was known to just always blast music. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I, I love the sound of a bass. Like, I love low ends. Um, yeah, no, same. I'm, I'm a huge fan <laughs> does that of... that uh, It does. It does. It's... <laughs> I like that you brought that up, you know, like in, in utero, it's almost like uh, talking about Nirvana. Um, but I could that's, talk about Nirvana. I could tell dude, you about Nirvana. I, I love I've read books. I believe <laughs> like, it. So many, he's, he was such an interesting man, but um, <laughs> yeah, the bass lines and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I love jazz and funk and stuff like that because they, they gets dirty like that. They get really into it and you can hear um, so many different progressions and, and things like that. Um, I don't know. I, I love music. It, it, in the womb, I think is, I mean, you're, you're plucking chords like DNA. That's, yeah, like, what do you hear? that's the foundational. You have to be able to hear. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I, I think that music's part of who we are. I mean, our num our form of communication is sound. Our primary form of communication is notes, intonations, and all sorts of things like that to invoke some kind of feeling in the person in front of you. I don't care if you're selling fucking flip flops. I look you're like still, a Teletubby. You do. I like that. You need like the little what are, Teletubbies. When did those go? Those are some weird shits. The Teletubbies were weird. Teletubbies. I don't remember. Oh, PBS. I remember PBS and the girl with the leg that used to like this. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that, (laughs) but that's super. So she just was like leg clock. 
Yeah, exactly. She used to like there'd be clocks like it's 10 a.m. and she'd be like 10 a.m. <laughs> with her leg. I thought it was so fascinating. I don't want to forget that. <laughs> That's too funny. No, you don't look like a Teletubby. Yeah. Um, so your music, your uh, are you are you working on anything new? Or are you in you know making uh, anything for anything upcoming? So what's crazy about so this band that I play with, um, before coronavirus, they used to have all these major labels come through the shows. Um, I had Sony come up to, you know, pretty much just put me in the studio with someone, had a deal on the table. But it was always like, because I play hardcore music, it was like, first of all, who's your band? And then second of all, here's some songs to sing that you didn't write. Mm. So I wasn't really down with that and ended up being like, listen, I need to take some time to develop as an artist because I love to write. I've been writing since I was songwriting since I was 12 years old. And that just wasn't enough for me. And I didn't really feel like I needed to resort to that just yet being like, you know, a puppet. Um, That's a super mature decision, by the way. That was a really hard decision, too, because... um, Of course, you're giving away the chance at money and fame and those superficial things. However, you know, what tends to happen to a lot of those kind of artists is that it's kind of hit or miss. And because you have a team that made you, it's very easy to just get dropped if it doesn't work out. And, you know... That's kind of what I also was like, you know what? I love to write. I'm going to do my shit my way. So anyways, long story short, during coronavirus, I made a solo project and I'm going to start putting it out. I think I actually was just on when I told you I was on the phone with uh, someone in Tokyo. My mixer um, and master, Graydon, is in Japan right now. So we work like he's like cool. at 1 a.m. I'm fucking at like 11 a.m. I know. It's almost like it's almost like a 12 hour difference uh, right on the money. I remember um, mm-hmm. when I lived there for like five years and every yeah, time. What uh, were you doing there? Uh, I was I was in the military then um, doing crazy. some yeah. some work out there. Japanese friends uh-huh. were amazing cuisine just being there in general i love seeing other cultures and being around other cultures it makes me appreciate what the hell i have Mm -hmm. you know and what we have here because it's different everywhere else definitely different we're uh we're pretty one-minded or one-track minded um i never think you're uh, actually you'll love it you'll love it i used to live there but not in asia where'd you live in europe um mainly for work uh, I mean, no, I said, I said, where Paris, London, Barcelona, oh, wow. Milan. Um, now, was this modeling or music? This is modeling. So, I've been modeling since I was 18 years old and living in and out of Europe because of it. It's been pretty fun, I guess. It sounds like, I mean, that's that's <laughs> you know, if if somebody out there is listening, I mean, that's the kind of the dream life. Well, you know, I was in Milan and Barcelona and London, modeling. Oh, and... <laughs> no, actually, I had a hard time when, especially, it's hard. It, was, it was a hard time for me, honestly, um, because I was so? such an artist. Well, I, uh, by nature, am someone um, who, how do I say? Creates. Could be put, well, you know, yeah, but I was, I was studying music since I was 12 and um, just kind of, I had to drop everything for modeling. I, I couldn't even bring guitar sometimes and I just felt like it was mm. something that, and here's the thing, a lot of these girls were awkward, were six foot, you know, awkward skinny Mm -hmm. like weird looking young girls and we're all abducted what happens with model with modeling scouts is they'll they'll find you at this awkward stage you don't even you're not a woman yet they'll take you and say hey you want to go to paris and like see what happens and you're like okay let's do it and you're kind of having to you're you're stuck into this lifestyle that's very um you're not you know it's not for it's uh, I would think I that think? it's a very vulnerable state and yeah, it, you're at the control absolutely. of a very misogynistic program. And it's like, here, live with, live with, uh, live this lifestyle now. And just like, wait, it almost sounds like the beginning school. of the movie hostile or something like where you're going to get it kidnapped. Be, and, yeah. yeah. Scary it as hell. Cause we're all so young when it happens too, you know? I believe it. You know, that's, that's yeah. where a lot of those, um, that's where human trafficking comes from is, you know, things like that. Speaking of which, I when I was living in Milan, speaking of human trafficking, my roommate was trafficked, was taken. Oh my um, god! And, yeah, my agent in Milan actually had a like an entire her whole face like this big tattooed on his back because Dasha, this girl Dasha, um, because she she literally was like, oh, I'm going to Switzerland with with promoters, and she would kind of do this. She just never came back. And it was like the way she left everything. It was so obvious that that's what had happened. Like no one, you know what I mean? She was never found or heard from again. That's that's so sad. I mean, there's real, it's very real. real. They, you know, and uh, they prey on 
the small towns. They prey on um, mm. the areas where yeah. they can take advantage of not, it, everybody would call it stupidity. Um, it's more naive or ignorance to the way that people can be, you know, the kind of motives that they can have. I mean, a human standing in front of another human doesn't think that they're willing to sell you. Yeah, you know, dude. like that's a, that's a hard yeah. stretch to <laughs> think of somebody like yeah. that. So you tend to be, especially if you're in the fucking Midwest where you're like, hey, how y'all doing? Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to fucking throw you in a bus. And next thing you know, you're in some mm. underground place in Europe. It's it's super scary. Oh, I can't even think about it. It's so it's so scary. It even actually almost I'm pretty sure it almost happened to me. It's kind of a lot. It's, it's probably almost story, happened so many times. But I almost went into I mean, I could even tell you this story. I was in Paris and I had left a job and I was with my friend. She was. She had fit me. She was an intern for the designer, but we had become friends. And this is a crazy story, actually. Maybe you could tell me what you think, because absolutely, this really older looking guy with like these twins, right side by side, had came up to me and was like, no, actually, one of the twins came up to me and was like, can we take a picture with you? And I was like, mind you, 18, completely not known for anything like at all. And I was like, so naive like why would they want to take pictures like of course like let's take pictures oh my god they're twins and you know the the intern of the designer was just looking at me like that's weird and so then he gave you know he started just talking he's like um hey i'm a you know we should i don't know i forgot what he said i i really forgot but anyway somehow i ended up a few days later this this really older guy convinced me that like the twins this is how young i was to believe this shit the twins wanted to hang out so we should go to dinner first and no, he then, was grooming you from the moment he saw you. Dude, he was like, we should go to dinner. And then, mind you, and I'm 18, so I'm looking at him almost like, oh, no, he's he's an adult. Like, he's not a weird man. He's an adult. Like, I could trust him. He's an adult. So we went to this dinner at this, like, crazy restaurant. He insisted I ordered, like, the most expensive things. It was really bizarre. And then we went to Baskin Robbins. I'll never forget. He just ordered so much ice cream. It was weird. No, my bad. It was, like, this ice cream place. Long story short. He's like, the twins are at the hotel. Oh, that look, that's them calling me. And he's like, the twins are at the hotel. Um, they really want to see you. And mind you, I'm 18. I'm like, yeah, the, they want to see me. Like, I have no friends here. I'm from New York. Like, I know no one in Paris. So I started walking with him to the hotel. Mind you, the weirdest, strangest guy, dude. Strangest guy. And I'll never forget, like, we walk into the hotel and I'm literally, like, in my head, like, kind of feeling a little weird. But I'm like, no, those girls were so nice. They wanted to take a picture with me. Um, and... I remember walking into the hotel lobby and just feeling this really, really bad feeling. Like something was off about this. Why did the twins want to see me? They don't know me. Why did they want to take a picture with me? I, I'm just, ra I'm random. And I remember looking at him saying, actually, like, I'm going to go. And I'll never forget this. He did not say a word. And I remember the lobby, the guy at the death phone desk was watching. He did not say a word. He just kept walking and disappeared. I, and I like, and I just was like, you get what I'm saying? So didn't even say anything after I was like, actually, this is, I'm going to go. I think he couldn't convince you in the lobby of the hotel. It would have been a, it would have been a no-go did nothing said nothing just kept walking like in this in the weirdest way it was so weird and i remember leaving the lobby like still super naive hmm, that was weird i don't know why he didn't say anything when i said i had to go or say goodbye but okay and i went home and I was, I was like fuck imagine if i went to the hotel like what was in the hotel were they gonna take a hammer over my head and just like <laughs> oh no 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 no! they were taking me somewhere that's that's a fact so the, i mean this think? guy this guy I mean, you painted the picture. He, he might I as well have really been. I haven't told that story before. So, I well, Yeah, so this guy, this guy saw you coming from a mile away. Um, and the, the twins work for him, I would guess. No, stop. I'm going to cry. Yeah, I would. I would it, that's either they work for him or they're dumb as shit. Um, because if the guy's out buying you ice cream before he takes you to the hotel, that's about as pedophile as it gets. Like, like he might as well have just been driving like a white van with, you know, oh my God. the I'm like clown music right in now. the background. Yeah. And oh. he saw you because you were young. He used the girls to bring your defenses down. And then he preyed on you being alone there. You were pie eyed. Look at you. Yeah, I would have saw you 18 years old. You could see from a mile away. You probably look so innocent. Think about it. What were they doing with that picture? Were they sending it to like the master? Like, and like, okay, is this one good? Should we pray on this one? I'm like, yeah, you, you were, you were like, a, I mean, for lack of better ways to describe it, you were a human Pokemon card Shit. and they were trying to catch you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you said they were trying to catch you. Yes. You were about to get caught. Dude, so I have I to make dark jokes. 
Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I would argue that you knew the whole time. Mm. I would argue you knew from the beginning, but your mind, your mind was telling you all of the good things that could come from the situation, and you ignored every single sign, i.e., an old man buying you ice cream and taking you to a hotel. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of a red flag. <laughs> no, but you have to understand that you this just don't see man, it. like at eighteen, I'm not yet thinking when I see an adult, there's a certain point in your life where you see an adult and you're like, Oh, I'm an adult too. But at eighteen, I think mm-hmm. just turned eighteen. I'm looking at him and then I'm looking at the two young girls like, oh, no, this is like maybe we're, we're all we're all the same age. Like he's an adult, like nothing could really. He's, he's supposed he, to be looking out for us. Exactly. Like, no, he seems fine. Like, what do you mean? I mean you were raised like, in a no good family and in a good area. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because you didn't suspect it. That's the mm-hmm. whole thing. You can only you can only have an experience once. Like, so after that, I'm sure you would not walk to a hotel with some guy you didn't know. Ooh, never. But see, that's the thing. Never. You have to do something <laughs> once before you know. Yeah. You got damn lucky. Dude. Like, seriously that lucky. That shit's real. I think about it. I'm, like, spooked out. Because I haven't really said that story to maybe someone. I think I called my friend. I was like, this is really weird. Like, But I haven't spoken <laughs> about that since. It's so crazy. You just, you know, you have to take everything you know be grateful for every moment because you never know when you can take that wrong left turn and just imagine i mean you that right turn could land in so many different areas and then you come back people change through their experiences and nobody takes that into account Mm -hmm. right you end up becoming a different person um but i do have a question i want to lighten i want to lighten the subject you have a portion of your Instagram where you, uh, you, I think you call it New York City or City Life. What was it? City um, Things. Yeah, City Things, <laughs> oh, which, which made me Holy. so happy. As soon as I opened it, I was like, oh, really? this, warms, this warms my heart. As soon as I opened it, I saw a dude with a bottle rock in his ass covered with aluminum foil laying on oh. the ground, fly, <laughs> shooting it off into the sky. I was like, I'm in. I'm fucking in. This is Yo. great. <laughs> What's Yo. that like? You want to know the story? Yes, I want to know the story about oh, the whole bottle rocket out in the middle of the city. Um, okay. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's fucking memories right there. Um, I used to date this this uh this guy who worked as a boxer slash trainer at this pretty um pretty cool gym called Overthrow New York City. And the trainers there are all like the same, like tattooed, rough, tough type of guy. So I used to have these parties and just something bizarre would always happen at one of these parties. For instance, that was like 4th of July. And I think someone just really thought it was a great fitting, idea. Fitting time that. of year to have a bottle rocket in your ass, 4th yeah, of July. Man. I mean, they really took punk rock to the next level, you know, every fucking time. And just like, whoosh, like, and it clearly you saw the video did not work. No, it was a colossal failure, which made it even better. I'm happy you enjoy that highlight because I I really, uh, I really, I rep New York City real hard because I'm from here and born here. And, um, you know, the coolest shit happens down here. No matter where I go, New York City is like, damn. It's the city that never sleeps. The city that, uh, used, uh, you know, puts fireworks down there. (laughs) Dude, that's fantastic, though, because it's, I like New York City for that reason alone. And it's not because of the actual bottle rocket asterisks. It's because you can do a bottle rocket asterisk in New York City. Bingo. You can be you. You can be you (laughs) at any given time. People are going to literally look at their phone and turn their head while you Uh lay there with aluminum foil around your ass so you don't get spark burns from a bottle rocket. (laughs) I I looked at this. I was like, this is, these guys even got aluminum foil. That's smart. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, like we're doing it safe at least. <laughs> we're like we're, head, you're wearing right? safety goggles and you got like one of those like Bunsen burner lighters <laughs> and all this shit oh while you're God. sticking it in his butt. Oh <laughs> Prophylactic on the bottle rocket stick. Dude, I don't know, man. New York. I, those stories are the best though. They those happen after a lot of stress and then a lot of decompression. And the next thing you know, you're in one of those situations where you're laughing so hard it hurts. And those are my favorite times of life. You know, I've done a laugh so hard at hers. I feel like it's been a minute since I've done that. You can. That was I dark. Always laugh. Yeah, well, this is like super sad. So where does your music really come from? 
I just want to laugh. <laughs> Please let me laugh. <laughs> That's, that would be awesome. I laugh all the time, but um, you know those times when you're a little kid and you remember just laughing so hard that you just are so uncontrollably? Uh, no, I, I snort laugh probably two or three times a week. Really? Yeah, it's it's in my DNA. I have to. Um, and, you know, it. to be honest, it's like an energy shift. It's like a completely different human experience. As soon as you start laughing, dude, you're, you're, you're complete. You can't be angry and laugh at the same time. It just does unless you're maniacal, you're right, you know, actually. or you're like a super villain. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't, you can't. So I try, I try to laugh as often as possible, not take anything fucking seriously. Mm -hmm. Cause I did for so long. Take shit seriously. It fucks with your whole, your whole life, your whole well being. You know, we're not taking care of ourselves that way. Damn, dude. I just had a moment. <laughs> I just had a moment. Well, I mean, you're in New York City. You're playing your music. You you know, you're trying, you're, you're hustling. I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah. the bottom line. You're hustling. And we Love have to it. hustle in like a digital age and all this kind of shit. And, mm -hmm. you know, try to find what algorithm is going to grab your song or your video or whatever it might be. And at the same time, try to be an artist. It's got to be difficult. Yeah, actually, now that you mention, it is, it is a little difficult trying to, um, if it were up to me, well, here's, here's a secret I'll tell you. Um, mm -hmm. My little sister kind of runs my Instagram. <laughs> like she posted, she's 19. She studies photography science at FIT. I fucking love her. She's got and, scientifically small thumbs at that age. They like. Hell yeah. She is the shit. And I always, I run by everything I post um, on my feed, not my story. My story, I don't care as much, but because it's 24 hours, but I don't really like, ah, damn. She, she forces me to post things, to be honest with you, because I, you know, I have to kind of, I mean, I've worked, I've done work that no one will ever see because I'll just never post it. Um, I just don't really, I don't know. It, it seems like I don't, I don't like to be showing off or anything. I don't like it. So I'm, I'm like, with sure. you. A hundred percent. There's no glory in, in, in displaying yourself vainly. I mean, to me, yeah, honestly, um, like with the show, I don't give a shit if I get five downloads or, or 50,000 downloads, <laughs> as long as when I come in and I sit down and I have a conversation with someone like yourself, as long as I feel like it was a, you know, a constructive conversation, I learned something that's fun. That's all that matters. So the only thing that I'm here for is you today. And then everybody else gets to listen. And I, I can't be, I can't be a slave to social media because mm -hmm. it really takes the heart and soul out of what I'm doing. And I'm sure it takes the heart and soul out of what you're doing, you know? And, and to me, this is art. That's all it is. I can't make it a job. I cannot do it. The moment it becomes a job, then it's just, it's not going to be fulfilling. And I, I feel like that's even with music artists, you know, look at the best artists, dude. They were a fucking financial dodos falling on their faces. Didn't know shit about anything. Showed up to every concert late, looped up or whatever it was. Right. But some reason we like them, yeah. not the one that showed up every single day. You know, that fucking, you know, those bands like Weezer, right? Weezer will show up every fucking day. They will do their job. They will put together good music. They will always release it on time every year. There'll be a new fucking album and they're good. Mm -hmm. But you don't think about them when you're naming bands. Shit. I never thought about that. You oh. think about Amy Winehouse, Whoa. you know, falling all over the My place. Mind is fucking tripping right now because you said that. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you know, you're kind of right. Maybe that's just human nature. It's authenticity. Hmm. When you're 100% authentic, it attracts people to you. It's that laughing video thing. You know, wow. somebody laughing candidly, we stop on that video. Wow. I'm of the mindset that I think everybody is made to do this, to do so one thing, and that's to be themselves. After that, the rest of it is just fucking shit getting in the way. I was talking to... Uh, Mike Barker the other day, he wrote a book um, about social media and marketing yourself and things like that. And um, he had opened it up telling me um, that he, uh, when he was a kid, when he was graduating from high school, he wanted to be a guidance counselor. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then he talked about, he worked in the Motion Picture Association and all, you know, the Grammys and all these different things with all these stars and all this kind of stuff. He described it and everything. It's a fucking great career that he's putting together. And um, then he writes a book about self-help and shit. Okay. You know, and how to become a better person, all those things. And I was like, yo, you, you realize that you're 
a guidance counselor again, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I never thought about that. I was like, well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is I feel like everything that we do that feels like work, we're not supposed to be doing to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that all of the things that, that manifest from the things that we're not supposed to be doing are the mental issues that we get. Because you don't fucking feel that way if you're playing music every day and you're not worried about social media. The only time you get stomach cramps is when you have to think about I didn't post a TikTok in fucking three days. Yo, I'm dead. Uh, you know, it's funny, though. I had this artist on my show um, yesterday, Jairus Johnson, who is a TikTok person. <clears throat> okay, so mind you, he's been playing in bands and he's been making music for his whole life. And I, I think he's authentic. I like what he does. And I, I almost I bumped into his music. But so he, he's kind of gotten a lot of his opportunities because of by utilizing TikTok. And one thing that stuck out to me that he said when I asked him does he truly enjoy making content was you know I had to being from you know not coming from a background where he had connections or coming from you know I think crazy money or something like that he's like I had to play the internet game to get where I wanted to be and I had to figure that out and um I thought that was interesting because I've always been very like oh like you know kind of pushing that I was I don't want to do it I don't want to have to like always film everything but you know, like, I don't want to film everything. But then I was like, you know what? Film yourself it's like it's not there. That's the <laughs> difference. I can't stand, dude, these filters and these frames and all these different fucking effects and weird stuff. It's like, I can't handle it, man. I know I sound like an old man and shit, but I can only see, you know, rainbows coming out of my mouth for about 30 seconds before I want to actually puke. It's you know? a little crazier, too. We're oh, all, I know. We're going digital, like I was talking to my music manager the other day, he's like, no, Demi, like, they're selling art online. Yes. And, and like, for millions of dollars. So get ready. I'm like, uh. What is that? The fridge? I, I would argue that whatever digital shit they have is in my <laughs> inbox. It's worth the same fucking amount. <laughs> I don't see the difference. Digital art. I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, like digital art. Movies? Yes. Digital what art for sale for true? billions. No, dude, it's going to happen. Like those with the flying cars, like that is going to be us. Like they weren't kidding. Oh. That's going to be the future. Man. Well, whatever we think we're going to do, we'll end mm-hmm. up doing. Yeah. We, we should figure that out. As mm-hmm. humanity, we keep writing movies that tell us where we're going. Mm. We've always done that. It's a book. It's a story. It's DNA. It's in our, it's in our genes. We're I moving got, a I direction. Got, I got, I got, doom, 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 doom. Nope. nope. <laughs> the, the podcast. We, we, you We're mentioned. Podcasting. Yeah. I want to hear who's, who's the best guest. That you guys, who's your favorite guest? Not best. Oh my God, I love this question, but I hate it, but I love it. Because I have to think about it. Okay, let me think. The best guest. Okay, Wyclef Jean. Had, Dang it, I knew it. No, but he had amazing, amazing yes. advice. And he was the most inspirational person I think I've ever I love spoken to. Also, honestly, I think my, you know, like the more... You know, like the, you like to have on the show the throwback legend types. And then we like to do like the upcoming pop kids um, with the big Spotify numbers. So that's kind of like what we like to have in the show. And I'd say, but definitely Wyclef from that genre, from the throwbacks, Wyclef and Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth. But that's just because I, I was pretty much what's, taking What's the it like to be in the presence of, of someone like Wyclef? Because that dude is, he's super, super open and understanding mm-hmm. and has a view i mean he has a fuji's a fuji's view <laughs> on he's lauren hill's friend and you don't get an understanding for reality and life and things like that and struggles unless you know you're from that and he I'll is tell you this right this is something maybe like to think about because it's really it's really all about your attitude you know you can really come from someplace like you know like his background you know like not you can really go from zero to 100 with the right attitude mm-hmm. and um he's the perfect example of that and that's why he had I mean, some of the things he would say was just like mind-blowing i wish i could like i wish i could pull up the episode right now and go to some highlights but definitely everybody should go listen yeah no like I will for I just sure. I left that conversation feeling like I could take on the world. And it's because like he has that mindset. And I think it's something that I don't know if he was born that way. Like, I don't know if it's like just mind chemistry. I think, I think like, struggle creates uh, a different ooh. mindset. It really does. Ooh. But everybody thinks that everybody likes to say that struggle is 
only labeled as one of two things. Like if your struggle is I got bullied or I was poor, you know, or something like that. That's the two go-tos. And anybody that's good looking or with money or anything of that nature or not in that bucket does not get labeled as having to have had a struggle. Mm. And that's bullshit, right? So I, I think that the people that go through struggles have a tendency to look at life completely different. And I think it's because of empathy. Um, I heard Wycliffe, right, uh, right he, he said, um, he said something a long time ago that, that resonated with me because I, I did grow up poor. Um, and I know what it's like to have food stamps and be, you know, day to day and things like that. And he said a term that I'd never thought about the way that he said it. And it was, we were dirt poor or mm -hmm. somebody being dirt poor. And I said, okay, dirt poor. The, the actual reason that was explained was that it's because you would have so much hunger or hunger pains that you would eat dirt to make them go away. Ooh, that's real? Apparently so. Okay. All right. So Sorry. it made me think, I'm like, well, did shit. Did you say that? I'm like, did I miss that? No, did it's like dirt? food stamps mean a lot. I'm a lot more grateful at that point. And mm -hmm. we always see he comes from, a, you know, Hades fucking... It's so, so, so horribly divided. It's like the rich in one area and everybody else is poor. And it's all a, you know, a tourism industry that sucks the life away from it doesn't donate back to anything else in the country. Wow. So that dude knows he's got to know you don't come from that without, you know, that kind of experience. So you, you get that empathy. I think that when you, uh, when you grow up in that, you can look into somebody else's eyes and you can say, I may not know what your struggle is, but I can identify that you had one. Mm -hmm. I think that's a common bond, mm -hmm. whatever that's it is. So I think I I've had a good time today. I feel like I yeah. was thinking about this um, some time ago was, um, I mean, I, I, uh, I have this thing where I treat everybody that comes me or around me I treat everybody like they're the most important person in the room it doesn't matter if you know like it could be like when they're with you yeah from my agent to like a stranger to the person I'm buying something at the you know at the store from like if you treat everyone like they are the most important person on this planet like you can't super go wrong. familiar can't saying and that's wrapped up in that treat other people as you as want to be treated you the know in that third, yeah. grade. third grade and if you adhere to that man when you start treating people that way, mm -hmm. you'll find that you'll reflect, they'll reflect those actions that you're giving them in their actions towards you and others. Mm -hmm. It always happens. It's reciprocated. It's, yeah, I try true. to make people laugh. If I'm standing at the fucking cash register, you know, <laughs> doing something and I'll make a joke because I know that that little change in that person's mood, if they were off, mm -hmm. could be the difference between the dude going home and slapping his wife or not. Oh my goodness. It's the fucking truth. Oh my! That could be God. his bad mood. That could be his last, his last straw. We don't yeah. know who anybody's, what anybody's going through wow. at any given moment. But I mean, if I'm there, I don't want to be upset. And if somebody's got stink face, I try to correct it because it sucks. Like, because I can feel it. Mm -hmm. I hate stink face. <laughs> when people just That's sit so there and have that, what is it? It's resting bitch face. You know what's funny is that I have a friend who recently moved back from shoots. From New York, moved to LA, came back, and she's like, "Demi, um, are you? Have you been taking the train like throughout coronavirus? Like, I heard the trains, like people were setting trains on fire, and like, you know, there was a lot of things happening in the trains because you know it was the only safe space. I mean, it was a safe space for people who didn't have homes and stuff like that. Jesus. And I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I've been taking the train, fuck <laughs> yeah." And she's like, "I don't know, I'm like, uh, have you ever gotten into any trouble on the train? I've been taking the train since, you know, at any time, you know, since I was 11 years old, just riding the trains like I was like a second home." And I'm like, "Actually, I've heard a lot of stories. People get like, you know, you know, jumped or mugged and all sorts of stuff. And I've never had a problem with the trains because, because you don't have a problem with someone people. that looks a little crazy. I'm not like, oh my god, or like, you know, it's really about how you look at somebody. You, you know, you don't judge." You don't, you don't want to judge people, you know, it's hard, you know, we're all human here, but like I said, if I see, you know, it's a homeless person on a train that's a little looking like, you know, he, he, he's maybe a little, it's all cognitive bias, like scary. Like he's like maybe smoking crack on the train. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give him a little smile. I'm going to be honest with you because that's honestly, what I do. I used to high five the homeless guy that was outside our apartment in Chicago all the time. That's what I'm Fuck, saying. I, I, what do I, dude. So I haven't told this story in a while. Um, the missing tooth. 
right? Um, oh, no. I had a friend that got his front tooth knocked out, ran into my barracks room. He was laughing, covering his mouth. He's like, yo, oh. somebody threw me a remote control, busted my front tooth. And I was like. Someone did that to him? Yeah. And he's why? laughing. But what right? did you do? Like, Nothing. He just do? missed the remote control and it hit him in the tooth. Like, it was just one of those freaks of nature, whatever. And he's laughing. Okay. And then he pulls his hand down from his mouth. And he he looked dumb as shit. <laughs> he looked like a hillbilly. He looked slow. He looked all these things. Oh, no. And it bothered me at the, at the moment. And I didn't, it never really registered until way later in life. But I remember thinking there's, there's like a flaw in the matrix here. I know this dude. I know him well. He is my friend. I know he's educated. I know he's articulate. I know he's all these things. But at this moment, my brain is trying to tell me he's dumb as shit. He's dumb. I don't like that. I don't like that. Why? Why is my brain trying to make him this? It's cognitive bias. But how many other things do we do? So when you see somebody without a front tooth, you're already knocking him down a peg, right? That could be fucking Einstein for all you know. It just, you know, he bit into a fucking jawbreaker 10 minutes ago and now he's on his way to the dentist. But you're like, now he looks like he's fucking poor. Exactly. Exactly. Cognitive bias, man. Jesus Christ, this is crazy. I just, yeah, wow. Now I'm thinking about all these different people. There's been a lot of people smoking on the trains recently. I think it's pretty crazy. Like straight up crack. Like coronavirus really kind of like made people go low. I think it, uh, it's an evolutionary thing. I think that um, we're going through it and that it, re- it required the world to go through an existential crisis in mm. order to become aware of itself 1, and its own issues. And it forced people to go into isolation and learn from each other or break down. Either mm. you were either going to come out um, a new person or mm. you were going to crumble and lose it all. Um, and you aren't done yet. Because the only way that you get to a better place is to finish every single thing you've been through. And most people on this planet have not finished about 99% of what's sitting in their bag. They're still thinking about their mom. They're still thinking about their fucking ex-boyfriend. They're still thinking about the time that they got pushed down on the playground. Think about all that shit. They're carrying it around with them. It's it's super funny how we, we let the mind play tricks on us. Like... What the fuck is a worry? When was the last time you predicted exactly what was going to happen hmm. next week? Damn, dude. Have you ever? Unless you're fucking Nostradamus or some other shit. I've never. It, no, nobody has ever. But you will fucking give yourself stomach aches, headaches, cry, run around, all this stuff. You're not even there yet. Uh-huh. They're not even there yet. Mm-hmm. And here's the, here's the fucking big thing. It's a choice. A choice. It's a choice to feel that way. How fucked up is that? Damn, I'm like, my mind is bugging out right now. You remind me of like Alan Watts, like there's this philosophy. You know Alan Watts. You have to. If not, I'll send you this. Yes, please. I'm going to email you this, but this is kind of comes from one of the concepts of like Alan Watts where he talks about so many things. Like, what would you do if money were no no option? Like, we're in a thing. Um, because it's not a thing. Now. Not in a Zen way, but... No, I get I what you're remember, saying. I, I think I was in um, seventh grade. My, my grandpa passed away. He was like my, my father figure growing up. And I was like, I was raised kind of with the God, you know, like religious, I guess, a little bit from my grandparents. I'm Same. Puerto Yeah, okay. so my, pa- my parents were very like, you know, church and Sundays. My stepmother is from Puerto Rico and my grandparents, I was raised, yes, I, around them. Yeah, they're from Aguadilla. So, Aguadilla, oh my yeah, God. my grandfather makes me chicharron every time I go to the house. He's always got pernil <gasps> in there. Oh my God, so, yeah. So yeah, I've had a chocolate throw it at me. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. A chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> I've Yo, been I there. My stepmom is Dominican, so I was just like, I'm, it may not seem, but I'm super like, underneath everything i'm so spanish man like i i I, you get probably pegged because most people don't realize that you can have blue eyes you can have all these other things and be spanish yeah my uh my my wife's grandma well her mom is from italy she's from spino outside of rome and um her grandma swore up and down i was italian like every single day and i'm like dude i look like i look like a fucking Aryan spawn. I'm like, I got blue eyes, light hair, white skin. I'm like, so where, where, I didn't know. I'm like German and British, you know, yeah. something like that. I'm a mutt okay. from that area of Europe. That's but cool. um, I didn't realize she's like, you know, and her grandma told me, she's like, no, we had all these blue eyed people, you know, in Italy and where we lived, you know, and they were Italian. I was like, Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. So narrow minded. We don't realize what's out there. 
Damn, dude. Yeah, so I can see how you would uh, probably get mistaken one way, and uh, you probably got like all the. You've got the best food. You've got the best. Uh, some of the best uh, parties. Dude, oh hell yeah, yo! It's like when Christmas. That, Christmas like parties. And Dominican family when they get together. Oh no, it's like hard. It's. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Hell yeah. Does. Does the um does the Hispanic heritage uh, have any influence within your music anywhere? Music, I wrote I wrote one Spanish song that I performed. Um, I think at one of my first shows, but I'm not fluent in Spanish. So I don't connect to the language as much as um say my parents do. They're fluent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was kind of raised by the streets. You know, I was never home. Growing up in New York, I traveled like an hour to go to school at five a.m. Mm. to go to this art and stuff like that so, so you're just I'm in a melting pot of understanding for music you got a lot of culture exposure i think that comes out of new york city a lot for that reason yeah man i mean you can so you great. can walk through 10 different cultures in 10 minutes oh yeah in in, in new york city i mean I, I love new york city my wife my wife's from uh, teaneck new jersey um and we uh we go visit uh you know new york city when it's not pandemic time mm-hmm. uh, head over to little italy hit no, ferraris get some pastries you know stuff like that yeah love love new york but i can see how the uh, culture and the different shifts would uh... no actually one of my best friends is from uh, palestine and yemen oh um, nice so my like my best friend of all time from middle school and i would go to his house and they would have like homemade hummus and they'd be throwing like they would dance with this really cool music the sickest music is like arab music i swear and Indian music would, too Oof. Ooh, that shit's fire, especially when they put trap over it. Ooh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My, shout out to my friend Nasser. I miss him so much. He kind of, like, got married, and I haven't heard from him since, but I love him so much. Um, And he's my best friend, like, ever. But well, now they, cool, like, though. throw knives in the air and do these cool tricks. This shit was crazy. I love that shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have, like, and I'm friends with all their family still. You should be. I mean, it's it's, when you get around other people, it's not about, showing them what you have it's about sharing what you have Mm. like you gotta know like i find it fun when i get to somebody's culture i want to i want to eat it up unless it smells like crap because i am not the guy that (laughs) i can't get food past my nose if it doesn't get past if it smells bad i'm not eating it it's i think that that's a very normal you know uh sensory issue (laughs) don't eat things that stink I, you know, if you're you're in other countries and it smells good to you, go for it. But otherwise, I love involving myself in the culture and and being around, you know, people from different areas. Florida's actually like that. People don't realize that. Um, Florida. Oh, my God. My dad lives. It's all, it's so many different cultures. And um, there was, we had Wayne from Florida Men on Florida Man podcast on a while back. And he said, um. He's like, dude, you can you can change completely different cultures and cities and backgrounds, you know, every couple miles in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you're so right. And it's why it's like a it's a it's a hot spot for for craziness because you've got like southern Alabama all in the middle of the state, oh and then God, every guys. other person coming from, you know. <laughs> yes, great song. Okay. That's a great, great but, song. Yo, by the way, so I um I have a freaking uh, rehearsal for this, like, I have a, re- a Zoom rehearsal at 2.15. Oh, we're good. We're good. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. So, you know, let's, let's get like, you up out of here. No, I had a good I'm time. I'm really bad with time, and I'm trying to get better. So, am I. so I just would, yeah, but. Dude, this is great. Um, send me over, if you have any music you want us to play at the end of the show or anything like that, oh, I'll definitely good. tack it on after the uh, outro. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for creating. Ooh. Right. That, that, that most fan. of all, I think you like, you're like on some Joe Rogan type. I appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to uh, swing by your podcast when I get a chance. Ooh, come check it out. Yeah. yeah. You want to, uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll do a swap. I can come on your guys' show. Oh my goodness. That would be fun. I want to hear all about it. All right. So appreciate you coming in, Demi. Um, And remember, everybody, be cool, keep learning. Hey, academics, thanks for attending another class at the Tragedy Academy. You can show us some love by rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. On Amazon Alexa, ask to listen to the Tragedy Academy podcast. Please visit our website at thetragedyacademy.com, where you'll find past interviews and blogs on our homepage, and sign up for our newsletter, Spam with Extra Great. 
or on Facebook at The Tragedy Academy Podcast, on Twitter at Tragedy underscore Academy, and on Instagram at The Tragedy Academy 2019, where we'll post recent shows, blog entries, and thoughts. Submit creative work and funny stories to us at our website or on social media. Thanks again for coming to class. And remember, be cool and keep learning. Jay, Eric, please report to detention again. What's up, academics? This is Jay. I'm here to talk to you about Into the AM. This is a clothing and apparel company that I came across last year that has the absolute coolest designs. And the reason why I was attracted to it is because I grew up without a lot of money, like many others, and had to shop on that outlet rack with the irregular items. Things like the fly was over four inches to the left or the right sleeve would be twice the size of the left. It looked like I was growing horizontally. Like, it's okay, honey. You'll grow into your left arm. So you really don't get a chance to express yourself the way that you want to. You go into life, you start putting on suits, you start putting on uniforms, and you realize you'd never had a chance to truly express yourself. Enter into the AM, a team of artists and creators who share a common vision. They see clothing as a canvas to express what drives you. Since 2012, they've developed premium apparel that elevates self-expression and provides unparalleled comfort for wherever your passions take you. Into the AM's passion for change is the driving force behind their brand. They remain committed to creating products that inspire and promote self-expression by partnering with like-minded organizations focused on giving back to communities in need. Last year, they donated 1% of all revenue from their graphic tees collection to the Art of Elysium charity. The Art of Elysium is an artist organization built on the idea that through service, art becomes a catalyst for social change. For over 24 years, the Art of Elysium has paired volunteer artists with communities to support individuals in the midst of difficult emotional life changes. They currently offer 110 community programs per month, serving over 30,000 individuals per year. The only permanent thing in life is change. Supporting charities dedicated to helping those going through these changes, trials, and tribulations require a never-ending commitment. The onus is on us as creators to affect change through our true, authentic talents, and Into the AM is the model of how this is done. Their clothes are handcrafted with care. They have a team of skilled artisans that craft each garment with the highest quality fabrics and eco-friendly inks. Not to mention, these things don't shrink, they don't fade, and they fit as if they were designed supernaturally. I'm stopped every time I wear one of the graphic tees to find out where I got it. The colors attract attention from miles, and the art is nothing short of spectacular, with designs for everyone. One of my personal favorites, Twilight Maiden. Go take a look. Into the AM does all of this while putting their money where their mouth is. 30-day money-back guarantee, lightning-fast shipping, and hassle-free returns. The deals are endless. Graphic tee bundles, discount promo codes, Get over there, check it out. I'm highlighting the tees, but I'd be remiss to not mention that if you want to walk around in the absolute most comfortable shorts, joggers, and basic tees, hit up into the end. I even wear the basics to the gym. Head on over to thetragedyacademy.com, go to our sponsors tab, and follow the affiliate link to the Into the AM store. Help support Into the AM and the Tragedy Academy by purchasing the absolute best apparel and the best designs ever. And remember, academics, be cool and keep learning.